Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. We are so excited to have you for episode three. Uh, my name is Chase. And I'm Chase, and we're going to be talking tonight, as usual, with a full range of different topics. Chase's good friend Charles is going to be on the podcast tonight, and he's going to um, fill us in on some pretty uh, crazy stories he has. We're going to talk more NFL free agency, um, maybe some funny stories, it sounds like, in here tonight. And um, all kinds of cool, cool stuff. So we're glad to have you guys here for this episode with us this evening. Um, and Chase, we've been working on some new different places to have our podcast. And you can pretty much find us on all the major uh, podcast networks. You can tell your friends we are on Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud are the two major ones. But we're also on Stitcher, TuneIn, um, a bunch of them I can't even think of right now. We're about anywhere you listen, you could listen to your podcast. So. Uh, Pretty good, uh, pretty good, easy way to find us, I think. So, Chase, and we are also, with that, we are all on a bunch of different social media. Yes, so if you want to follow us on social media, keep up with all the latest Hell Yeah Brother information. Uh, we are on Twitter at the HYB Pod and on Instagram at HYB Podcast. And you can follow us individually at Chase Parks 24 on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on both, uh, for Chase Cross 98 on both Twitter and Instagram. So I think with that, we're going to head straight here and introduce Charles and head into the podcast. All right. Yeah. So guys, uh, my good friend Charles was uh, nice enough to be on the podcast this evening. Uh, Charles is an injured airplane mechanic. He's going to tell us a little bit about that here in a minute. Uh, He's quite possibly the biggest Bengals fan that I know, uh, seeing he's the only Bengals fan that I know. And he is one of my best childhood friends that I've known since I was uh, what do you say, Charles? About eleven years old. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, Charles, just uh, tell us exactly what it is that you do for a living. So I am a uh, aircraft mechanic. So basically, the airplanes come in at night, and um, I inspect them and uh, fix whatever's broken, pretty much. That yeah. quite possibly sounds like the coolest job in the world. Um, where, do, where do you work at, Charles? Like, I really don't know all this stuff. Like, This is one of my first times actually talking to Charles, which makes this a unique conversation for the pod. But where do you work at? Uh, I work in, in Savannah. Um, so I work for PSA Airlines, which is oh, actually okay. owned by American Airlines yeah, um, yeah. down here in Savannah. So That's pretty cool. I mean, so like, I, I assume you're like inspecting like what the regional jets, like the CRJs and ERJs? Yeah, yeah. We do. We have uh, all CRJ fleet. Um, Okay. I work on the uh, CRJ sevens and nine hundreds. And is, is Savannah a base for them? It's um, it's not technically a base. They call it a focus city. Okay, I got so, you. So uh, we don't have a hangar, but we're we have a lot of flights. Cool, that's awesome. Charles, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Charles is a couple years older than me. Um, but Charles, I feel like the almost the entire time that I've known you, you've been in school. Um, except for like this past year or two. When when was you was it last year you graduated or the year before? 
uh, well, it was the year before I got my degree and then I got my certificates last year. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I swear it's felt like Charles has been in school for an eternity because he went straight out of high school into his, uh, in his degree for, you know, working on airplanes. And it's just been, I don't know. Like it, it just seemed like Charles could never get out of school because it took so long. It was just so much stuff, right? Yeah, it felt that way. I mean, part of the reason though was because at first I was doing school part time, so that lengthened it out a little bit. That's so true. Yeah, because you were, you were like, were, was that when you were working at Walmart? Yes, it was. That's when I started. I started working at Walmart at the end of high school and then through the first year of college. Okay. Charles, tell us a little bit about working at Walmart, how great of an experience that was. People I'm sure you oh have some great stories. <laughs> yeah, working at Walmart, that was uh, that was terrible. Um, so I was a door greeter, so I stood in one spot every day. Oh, at God. The and whatever was wrong with the store, I heard about it. I'm and sure. actually, even one time, I heard about what was wrong at Aldi's store. Because uh, apparently they make you pay like a quarter or something to get a cart. And some guy came in complaining to me about it. And I'm like, well, did that happen here? And he said, no, it happened at Aldi. Well, then why are you complaining to me about it? They make you pay for a shopping cart? Or a well, how it works, I don't know if it's still this way. I guess it's probably not. But apparently yeah, so you like put, put a coin in, got your cart, and then you got a coin back when you returned it. Shows you how much I shop at Aldi because I didn't know that, but yeah. So I've I've been to Aldi quite a few times, so I can attest to this. Uh, the carts have like these things attached to the handles, to where like when you get one, like they're all locked together by those yeah. handles. They have like little chains, and you like the it has like a little key that inserts into the one in front of it. So like to get that key out, you have to insert a quarter. And you can't get that quarter back until you insert the key back into another one of those things on the handles. So I don't understand why they do that, I guess, so they don't get their carts stolen or something. Yeah, but but like, really, yeah, all you would need is, is really a bunch of quarters. People? Is that really going to stop people, though? I mean, it keeps them together. I've never <laughs> seen an Aldi cart out of the parking <laughs> lot. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess it does. But, yeah, not, it, it's really, really odd. Like, I've – I've never really understood it. My mom hates it because she goes to Aldi a lot, but, like, sometimes she doesn't have a quarter. And, you know, it is annoying because, like, if you don't ever have change on you, then, like, you kind of just have to carry your stuff in your hand or hope somebody comes out and doesn't mind giving up their quarter. But it's That's it's weird. quite possibly one of the weirdest things ever. Yeah. But I did not know that was a thing. Charles, yeah, didn't I you – Charles, didn't you witness like a robbery or something at Walmart one time and, uh -huh. and you couldn't do anything because they don't let you leave? Oh, well, yeah, that happened a lot because basically you can't like – as a door greeter, you can't just chase people down. You're not a security guard, even though they ask you to check receipts. So I've seen people rob stuff, not like at gunpoint, but I've seen people who will pick stuff up, put it in their cart, and then they just go out the door with it and you can't do anything about it. I mean, I've seen TVs leave. Oh, my God. Out, um, another popular thing I saw is like people would go into the dressing room and change into the clothes oh, and yeah. then walk out with the clothes with uh, like the new clothes and leave the old ones is in it, the dressing room. Is it really easy to spot that? Like, is it as obvious as people don't think it is? It depends. I mean, if you don't cut the tags off the clothes, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Well, Charles, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you're an injured airplane mechanic. Um, why don't you tell us how exactly did you get injured? Because I don't think I really know the story all that well. I think I heard it once, but kind of forgot. So how, how did you injure yourself? All right. So basically, um, I stepped off the stair wrong, kind of started to roll my ankle over and then slammed my foot down and fractured my heel. Oh, God. Um, of an so the, yeah. So what, what happens is the, the jetway, which is like the hallway you walk down to get on the airplane. Yeah. It's got stairs on the side of it, and we go up through the jetway to get into the airplane. So our airplane sits so low that, like, to take the stairs like a normal person, you have to take them three steps at a time because the stairs are, like, two inches apart. So I tripped off the stairs, and basically that's how I hurt myself. I can see that I would have a problem with that. I'm not, like, the uh, the uh, poster child for uh, being, um, I don't know what the Super word I'm Balanced. Thinking. Yeah, balanced and, um, like, I don't know. Yeah, that, that would probably uh, not go well for me at all. It just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, actually. And yeah, it like, kind of is. Yeah, Chase, you would you would definitely probably injure yourself in the first couple of days on that clumsy, job. Clumsy is the word I was looking for. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> Chase is the least clumsy person. You know you're clumsy when you can't think of the word that describes you. <laughs> well, uh, Charles, when, when did that happen? That happened on November 9th. Oof. And it is now March 31st. So Charles has been injured for was that five, five months, almost. Uh yeah, right at it. Yeah, four and a half, five months, uh, and still, still can't work. But you're you're getting through it, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's really starting to get better. I should be back to work pretty soon. Yeah. The problem That's... is uh, heel bones. What they told me, they take forever to heal <laughs> because you can't uh, you can't not put weight on them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you want to do anything, you're pretty much, yeah, putting weight on it and kind of messing yourself up. That's but, horrible. Also, I live on the third floor, so that's fun. Oh, gosh. You have, you have to walk up, like, two flights of stairs every day? Or, like, when you leave, I guess? Yeah, when I leave, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I try to be smart about what, like, getting everything <laughs> in one trip. Like, I take oh, the trash yeah. down with <laughs> me when I go somewhere and go to the grocery store and Get the 20 bags yeah. in one hand. Yeah, pretty <laughs> back, much. Just like back when you were a kid when your mom would ask you to help out and you just get all the bags all at once. You'd be like, I ain't going back out there. You crazy? <laughs> That's when I, when I used to live at the lake. We, like, there was no, in case you went there, there's no easy way to get in the house. Like, oh, mean, yeah. Yeah, down, your, like, your door was so far from. It was. And you had to go walk down, like, you had to come out of the carport, walk down, like, the, the, um, the, the, pavers that were like on the side of the house and they were like unevenly placed first off so that didn't help things then we had steps to walk up in the house then you had to go all the way in the house and in the kitchen like it was the that was the biggest disaster waiting to happen never got nothing ever actually ever happened but i mean that's a that's a miracle i mean i used to i used to carry like 20 bags in my hands just so i have to go up <laughs> yeah because your kitchen was like the opposite end of the house from the door yeah so there was only like but there was only one door that you could go out of exactly to get to the like on that floor at least so it was just never yeah that was pretty bad i don't know that, that was a nice house but that was just such a, a poorly not, planned. not easily accessible um house to get into i guess yeah 
I feel like it would have made a lot more sense to put everything on the or like put the door on the other side of the house maybe but I don't know because even like then you it would just be a little closer but I don't know but um but yeah we're gonna get here we're gonna get to a break real quick and we're gonna come back and uh share some of mine and Charles's funniest stories from when we were younger so stay tuned and we will be right back on the Hell Yeah Brother podcast podcast and um in between all of the technical difficulties here and chase yelling at me every time i hit play on the record button we're back so uh i was just looking over here at the what this segment's going to be about and uh, i read the um outline and i was like well i think i'm just gonna let these guys talk and probably sit here and laugh the entire time because that's all i'm gonna say i just i don't even know what to say about either one of these uh points so guys roll with it chase what's your uh What's your funniest story about Charles? Oh, I have quite a few funny stories about Charles. Um, and yeah, Chase, you were right. You were probably just going to sit here and laugh because obviously you can't um, contribute too much since you literally just met Charles. Uh, but yeah, one of the probably one of the funniest stories that I have about Charles. I've got a couple of them, but one of the funniest ones um, when we were when I well when I was. 14 on my 14th birthday we played paintball for the first time um and if you know me you know i love paintball i love everything about it um you know live breathe not really uh i just love paintball but uh i think it was about a year after that was it charles about a year or so after that we i i got my first gun uh bought it from our good friend zach and borrowed his other gun and we played in the woods behind my house. It was me, Charles, and our friend Xander from church. And, yeah, I was about 15. Charles, you were, what, 17, 18 at the time? Uh, yeah, somewhere around in there, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was somewhere around there. Um, but, yeah, so we'd been playing almost all day. I think we started around noon or something like that. And it was we were playing until dark, so it was probably about 6, 7-ish. But – it was the last game of the day, me and Charles playing each other, and I just remember I had Charles right where I wanted him. I wasn't really that far away. I saw him, and I came around the tree and just had my trigger finger going. I was shooting every ball I could, and they were all hitting him too. I mean, it was it was perfect. And just in the moment, I you know, my trigger finger was going, and I just – couldn't stop. I was, I was just, I was just going, I was, I, the adrenaline had taken over. Um, and Charles, you know, when, when you get hit in paintball, you just throw your hand up and yell hit. Uh, Charles was doing that. He was, he was throwing his hands up. He's like, hit, hit, hit. And then one paintball connects right in, uh, right in the goodies of Charles. And that was all I needed to see. He went down like a sack of potatoes and I felt so bad. Uh, I'm pretty sure Charles wanted to kill me in that moment. Um, 
But if that wasn't one of the funniest things to happen that day, I don't know what it is. Uh, Charles, what what exactly were you feeling in the moment when I just shot you in the nuts from about 50 feet away? Well, I mean, I think you can use your imagination and think of what I was feeling, but uh, that was that was horrible pain. I'll put it to you this way. That hurt worse than breaking my heel, for sure. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. No, actually, yeah. I know because – um this isn't this doesn't have to do with anything me and charles have done but i was playing in a paintball game uh fall of 2018 i was playing in a big game called fold a gap it's in taylorsville runs every november uh, i had it's a huge game has like 1500 players or something like that and my team was on the hill or whatever i don't even know i came out from behind this bunker or whatever I was behind, and I was thinking, okay, surely, like, nobody's close enough that they could hit me, and I look towards the enemy team, and I see this guy, and he's, like, looking towards me, and I'm like, huh, he looks like he might be on the other team, and then he raises his gun up, and I'm like, oh, he is definitely on the other team, and he starts shooting, and one just connects right with my nuts, and I I immediately thought of you, Charles. Do what, Chase? It hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it hurts so bad. I went back to the dead zone and, you know, thought I was just going to, you know, rest for a minute and I'll be fine. No, I had to go back to the campsite. I was in so much pain because most most guys should know, if not all. When you get hit in the nuts, that it doesn't just hurt in the spot. I mean, it goes all the way up through your stomach, like – into your heart I mean you feel that all over and I certainly was it was oh that was a bad time but yeah so it it took about you know five years but I finally felt your pain Charles well it was it was pretty bad I mean I I laid on the ground for quite a while you did I remember oh my gosh I remember just it happened and I immediately felt awful and I ran over to you know check on Charles and I just felt so bad. I just knew he wanted to kill me. But he, uh, I think I think it didn't take too long. You were you were fine, and you weren't really mad about it. At least you seemed that way. You might have been mad the rest of the day. I don't know. But mad the rest of my life. Come on, man! You shot me in the nuts. <laughs> Charles I'm still is still mad about for it. His, I don't think I'm sure to that. Oh no, no! Charles is waiting for his opportunity to get me back. No, I know he is. Thankfully, he lives down in Savannah now, so we can't yeah. play paintball anymore. But one of these days, he's going to come home, and he's going to take me up on my offer to come play at my house, and he's just going to just yes. hit me right where it right where it hurts. Yeah, he will. I would too, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, understandable, understandable. But, I mean, it was, what, six years ago when that happened? Oh, my gosh, it's been six years. That's so ridiculous. That's crazy. Feels that like yesterday. So what? It feels like yesterday. It really does. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it does not feel like it's been that long. But – and anybody listening to this that doesn't know us, we've – me and Charles have known each other for, what is it, 10 years now? Oh, at least. We, probably closer to 15. No. Nah. We met when you were – oh, well, we met when you were 11. So, it probably was 10. Yeah. 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 yeah so, almost, almost 11 years because yeah. it was like, meh, yeah. Yeah, just about 11 years because I think we met, what, like beginning of the summer 
for middle school or something, and then our friendship just blossomed from there. Yeah, I think that's really when we started hanging out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those we were did, good times. We knew of each other a little before that, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've known Charles's parents a little longer. They used to teach a class but that I was in. Um, pretty sure they they hated me because I was a terrible chid. Terrible, terrible kid. Terrible chid. Uh, good old chid. Terrible, terrible chid. Terrible, terrible uh, Kyle. Hey, hey you, you don't have to worry about that. I prepared him real good for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I I don't know any specific stories, really. I think I do, but none that I could really elaborate on. But, yeah, from, from what Charles has told me, he was a wild child. And then when I met him, he was just this quiet, you know, didn't really do much, it seemed like. I don't know. You, you were just – you were such a quiet kid. Isn't that funny? You, Charles. Like, perceptions of people like that, though. Like, I mean, just like how they are different around different people, though. I just think that's a crazy thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, totally right. cool. Right? Like, two different people. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I did meet Charles at church. So, you know, he I knew he wasn't going to be like this crazy kid. I mean, there were crazy kids at our church uh, yeah. by far. I mean, that definitely some, some crazy kids. We knew some. But, uh, yeah, I knew Charles wasn't going to be this crazy kid at, at church. But even, yeah, even at home, like, I mean, you're not – you weren't ever really all that crazy, but the stories you told me made you sound like a maniac. I was pretty much a maniac until we moved to North Carolina, and then I calmed down a little bit. <laughs> oh man, I wish I wish I could have seen Maniac Charles. That would have that would have been really funny. Yeah, I got in trouble a lot more in elementary school than I did in middle and high school. Yeah, you went ahead and got it all got it all out of your system before you before you moved down here and became a good kid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess that's well, how you can say it yeah well charles uh i've told my funny story i've got another one i'm saving for uh in just a minute but why don't you tell us all about one of the funny stories about me and i think we're, we're we've talked about this before we recorded but um we're gonna kind of tag team on this one because neither one of us really remember the details but i'll let you start it off Basically, the, the funniest story I have of Chase is it's me and Chase, and we're in these ugly tie-dye T-shirts flexing in, like, middle school before a youth trip. And I don't know why we were doing it. I guess we thought we were going to look cool. Neither one just, of us had any sort of muscle on our bones at all. I mean, it was just, like, two sticks being held up beside a body. It was – so it was really stupid. And we're making this, like, these d really dumb faces. I remember I have my, like, my eyebrows up like the rock or something. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you do too. And we, we just thought we were the hottest stuff on, on the street. And where I was, I was like, I think it was, the, it was the day before my 14th birthday, right? Yep. Yeah, because we were going on that youth trip to the mountains. And yeah, I, I and guess we thought we were going to look cool. Yes, right before we first played paintball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I still have that shirt, actually. I come across it every now and then, and I'm like, huh, it's be a good paintball shirt to wear. I think – actually, I think I have worn it for paintball once or twice. Yeah, I think so. It was, yeah, that, it was uh, ugly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those shirts were so dumb. I mean, it was – yeah. You could you could tell we were on a, a youth trip or some kind of – thing because you know that stereotypical look for it yeah yeah i mean who actually wears yeah. tie-dye shirts normally 
I love that. Other That's than, so funny. Other than church kids, but uh, but yeah, that was a that was a fun weekend. But those were terrible shirts. Yeah. Well, uh, I have I have one more super funny story to share about Charles. When so th- this this part might be a little awkward uh, <laughs> that I'm going to mention. It, it's it's crucial to the background of. Uh, of this story but for those of you that don't know I used to date Charles's sister uh, <laughs> Chase, is, Chase is laughing his butt off right now um, Charles I'm, I'm sorry for what I put you through for those almost three years but uh, awkward. yeah yeah I mean I don't know it we didn't really make it too awkward did we no we, I mean I think it helped it? that we were good friends beforehand yeah yeah that's true that is so funny, though. I should but like, it also makes it worse that we were good friends beforehand because I just <laughs> we were such good friends that I'm like, hey, Charles, I'm going to date your sister. <laughs> you know, I was like, before we recorded this podcast, I was like, you know, I know this, but I don't want to say anything. And then is Chase going to say anything or should I say anything? I was just sitting here like, hmm, I'm just going to let it flow and see what happens. But now that it did, <laughs> I'm done to say what you want this, but. That's actually probably one of the funniest stories that we can tell is just the fact that I dated your sister. You don't need to tell the story. The story tells itself. Huh? The story like tells itself. You don't have to even say anything. Like it's just funny. That I told it that I dated a sister? Yeah, no, just the fact that that's the story. That's not even a story. Like it's just saying that statements is funny. I don't know. I love oh, it. Oh, I know. Yeah. But that that's that's not even the story though. That was uh that was background okay. story. Yeah. But um the story that I wanted to tell was so since you know me and Charles's sister dated uh I went to prom with her sophomore year um because you guys were homeschooled so you had prom for everybody because if you didn't it would be like five or six people in a room right right yeah juniors and seniors yeah it would not be very much it would be very boring but I mean people people used to laugh at me when I said I went to prom with with you know you and Catherine and they're like oh homeschool prom isn't that weird I'm like no homeschoolers throw down dude like it was that was actually probably more fun than either of my proms um definitely more fun than my junior prom because I went alone but uh yeah yeah it was it was probably definitely way more fun but so it was it was sophomore my sophomore year Charles's senior year and Charles uh Charles, you were never a big dancer, were you? I'm not a dancer, and I'm not a ladies' man. So just remember those two things before, you know. <laughs> At least he knows it. Please. Same, brother. Uh, but so, so Charles, not much of a dancer. No, he says he's not much of a ladies' man. I, I still beg to differ. But uh, we were we were out on the dance floor. Uh, slow song comes on, and I look over, and Charles is dancing with this girl, and I mean. Charles was not one to really hit on girls or anything like that. I mean, he he didn't really go after girls um, <clears throat> in high school. Does I, I assume you don't now, but I could be wrong. I haven't really seen you lately. You've moved to Georgia and left us behind. Well, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm single, so that answers your question. Okay, hear that, ladies? He's single. Give him a ring. Uh, we'll we'll. We'll give you the uh, we'll tag you on Twitter and everything after this. Came to the uh, Tinder episode. 
What's that? Maybe he should have came on the Tinder episode. Then. <laughs> yeah, Charles, you should have came on the Tinder episode. Oh, you're just one short. Man. They, oh, my uh, gosh. You buy the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Charles, not a not a big flirty guy, uh, not, a, not really a dancer. So when I look over and see Charles slow dancing with this girl at prom, I got all excited. I was – I mean, I was – having a party in my head for you i was like yes charles get it let's go like you were the man and uh you know i didn't really notice much other than the fact that he was dancing with her but another slow song comes on and you know we're dancing again i look over charles is dancing with was it the same girl again i I think it was maybe it might have been i'm not sure i don't know it either way uh i look over (laughs) and uh anybody that knows you dance you know when you're slow dancing you have man has hands on the girl's hips or like around her back or whatever uh mm-hmm. she has hands up on up on the shoulders uh well, not anybody over... knows that what? not just anybody knows that i didn't know that <laughs> yeah charles did not know this uh so i look over and the girl has her hands up on charles's shoulders and to be fair, she was a she was a bit shorter than you. I mean, she wasn't very she wasn't very tall, and you were a pretty tall dude um, for your age. So she was she was kind of short. But I look over, and Charles has his hands on the outsides of her shoulder, and oh my gosh, I couldn't help but laugh so hard because because <laughs> you didn't. I mean, obviously you didn't know any better, or else you'd have been you'd have been doing it. But we oh my gosh, I just remember me and Catherine laughed so hard we thought it was the funniest thing and i pulled him aside after i was like charles man you uh when you when you slow dance with a girl you gotta you gotta put your hands on her hips and you're like oh okay and i don't did you did you dance with a girl after that i think so i don't remember for sure i mean i know something felt awkward while i was dancing with her but i couldn't really figure out what it was i just figured it was because she was so short (laughs) <laughs> oh man it's like wow you are uh you were really far down there aren't you <laughs> oh man now that was uh that was definitely probably one of the the funniest funniest uh experiences that i've ever seen with charles that was that was a good one um but before we uh before we continue we're gonna head on over to another break and then we'll come back and we'll talk some sports with Charles. He's a big sport guy, so stay tuned and we'll be right back on Hell Yeah Brother. Said, honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in long places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Slip on down to the oasis, so I've got a friend. All right, welcome back to Hell Yeah, Brother. We are going to talk some NFL free agency with Charles, uh, specifically the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. Charles, you are a huge Bengals fan, probably definitely the biggest one that I know, being from Ohio and all that. What do you think of – what the Bengals are doing right now. They just put the franchise tag on A.J. Green. 
one of the best wide receivers in the league. What what are they what do you think they're gonna do with Andy Dalton? That's an interesting question. Um you know, I, I think they're gonna look to trade Andy Dalton probably just because, you know, we have the number one pick, so I would assume we're gonna go quarterback there. Um I've heard that the Patriots might be interested in him. I don't know why. That's what I've well, heard. I mean, I do know why, because Tom Brady left. But, um, you know, that would be a, not a very good replacement for Tom Brady if you say we're going to replace him with Andy Dalton. Uh, I can only imagine how disappointed their fan base would be about that. But that I feel is like they the would rumor almost, I read. I feel like they would almost rather go with Jarrett Stidham at that point. Because at least you know, they, I, like, they don't quite know what he's capable of, but they know Andy Dalton is just not very good. Although, I don't know. He's, he's not – it's not that he's bad. Cause, no, he's not bad. He's just not yeah. good. Yeah, he's yeah. He's very average. I, all right, real quick. This wasn't on – this wasn't a planned question, but uh, Charles, who would you rather have, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton? Oh, I'd take Andy Dalton on that, though. <laughs> that's <laughs> there you a good go. answer. That's yeah, a good that's, answer. that's very fair. Yeah. What do you think of the franchise tag on A.J. Green? Do you think – like, do you think he wanted that, or do you think they should have just let him go, or what? I mean, what what are your thoughts on him getting franchise tag? So I would imagine he would like a longer term deal. Um, my problem with him getting the franchise tag is he has missed twenty three out of our last twenty four games with injuries. That's crazy. I did uh, not realize that. That's probably a big reason why we only won two games last year. Yeah. Um, that's you fair. know so. Your best ability is your availability. So that's kind of kind of a tough situation there. But he is one of the best wide receivers. So uh, I don't know if I would have franchised him or not, but that's what they did. I did not know that. That is unreal. I may just be speculating here, but it just seems to me like A.J. Green isn't totally happy in Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I just made that up in my head. Or I mean, what do, you, do you think he wants to be – a Bengal, or do you think he wants to go play for a different team? I don't know if anybody's totally happy in Cincinnati the way things are going right <laughs> at the moment. but um, That's fair. You know, I'm sure A.J. Green would love to play with an elite quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady or somebody like that. Um, so, I don't know. I think – well, you know, obviously we – everybody that has been keeping up with the NFL at all is assuming that the Bengals are going to take – Joe Burrow, number one overall with their with the number one pick, um, is do you do you agree with that? Do you think that's who they're going to take? I mean, I would I would assume so, but yeah, yes, I do think that's who they'll take. Okay, do you think that's the right move? That's a hard question because the problem is a quarterback's only as good as what you put around them. That's the truth. And that's very we true. have a terrible offensive line, so yeah. I'm very worried about taking a rookie quarterback with a terrible offensive line. Yeah, and LSU he really wasn't susceptible to, like, sacks or anything all that often. I mean, obviously not because he, he was able to set records, and you can't really do that if you're getting sacked every other play. But, yeah, I, and I think, you know, he comes from great team, great offense. I think – I and that's this is the problem I've always had with uh, quarterbacks going at number one is they get drafted to a absolutely awful team that's that is the that's the truth. I mean, that's like you know, and that happens more often than not. I mean, I don't know. It's just a. I mean, look, looking like at with Joe Burrow talking about Joe Burrow. I mean, that's the thing that people don't 
and not interrupt you, Chase, but people don't talk about with Joe Burrow is how good of a team that he had around him at LSU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he I had one of the best receiving cores yeah. in college football. Yeah, and he had a great line. Like, he wasn't able to do all that just on a whim. It wasn't because of him. All yeah. of it because of him. And to be fair, like, you know, playing in the SEC, like, you have to, you have to be so good to win in the SEC. Not saying every SEC team is good because, you know, look at Arkansas or Missouri or, you know, Florida or Tennessee. I could – I'm just naming teams that I hate really. But, I mean, you look at – some of those teams are not very good. But it no. – the, the LSU did not play a hard – or, sorry, they did play a hard schedule. They did not play an easy schedule this year. So, you do have to be talented to play in the SEC. But, yeah, you're right. He, he was surrounded by a yeah. ton of good players. But, yeah, back to – what I was saying was about the, you know, the teams that get the number one draft pick, terrible teams. Not No offense draws to the Bengals. But, well, I mean, I agree. I don't disagree. <laughs> but these terrible teams that get the number one pick and then take a quarterback and then just expect him to, you know, just do so well out of the gate. Like, it's a, it's a huge jump from playing college ball to the pros where, you know, you're – margin of error is so much smaller. Um, I don't know. I just – I've always hated that. They don't really give them much time to to get used to playing in the NFL, to playing in the pros and playing that higher, faster-paced style. Um, I don't know. I And you would think taking him at number one and then having him sit behind, uh, sit behind Andy Dalton for a year would kind of be a waste, but – I don't know. I mean, because Joe Burrow is a really smart dude. He's really smart. He's really good at football. He can do whatever you need him to do, really. But and, – and he's not really a guy you would want to have to sit behind somebody for a year. But at the same time, you kind of want that just so he can – like, you know he'll succeed once he does get the starting spot. Well, you know, the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl this year both sat behind somebody for a year. True. That's very true. That is very yeah. true. And, yeah, I mean, and, you know, they weren't number one picks, but they were first-rounders. Who was the, who was the other quarterback? I, I forget. Ah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, so, I mean, you know, sitting behind somebody isn't always the worst thing. And Patrick Mahomes, he was a first-round pick. He was, what, like 14th or something? Yeah, he was, yeah. First round. So, yeah, I mean, he – it was it was fair, but he was also sitting behind Alex Smith, and Alex Smith is arguably much better than Andy Dalton. <laughs> There's no argument about it. He well, he was until <laughs> he broke his leg. Yeah, true, true. Do you think he's going to come back this year, Alex Smith? I doubt it, honestly, because I don't think he would start even if he does. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense though because they have Dwayne Haskins now, and he was number seven, right? He was. The seventh pick in the draft? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. I mean, he's top ten. So, I mean, and he's already sat – well, he didn't even sit a year. He sat like a, free, a few games behind Case Keenum and then um, – but, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. But I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. That would be – unless they traded him. But I don't think they would want to – I don't know if the Redskins are super confident with Dwayne Haskins. Do you think? I don't know if they are or not. Um, 
I will say Ron Rivera is their head coach now, and Dwayne Haskins is very similar to Cam Newton in terms of his play style. That's true, yeah, because he did – he ran a lot at Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State guy. So, you, you know quite a bit about him, I assume. Right, yeah. I mean, I think he reminds me – and I'm not saying he's as good as Ben Roethlisberger, but I think he could be that good. It's just, oh, he's yeah. big and tough to tackle and has yep. a big arm. Yeah, yeah, and he's a, he's a pretty smart player too, right? Uh, I think so. We'll find that out this year. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll it'll, you know, first year for anybody they show their how green they are their first year in the league. But yeah, I think I think this year he could definitely be um, be a little better and probably a lot smarter than he was last year. But moving on to uh, the Bengals and what you know what they're going to do in the draft or free agency, Charles. What um, what kind of moves have they made during free agency that you like or what you don't like or what you think they could do better? Um, just what what do you what do you think about what they've been doing? So we have uh, one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL last year, um, and with that, we've added a lot of secondary players. Um, we signed McKenzie Alexander, um, Von Bell. Um, so we've really spent some money trying to beef up our secondary. And that would tell me we're probably going to focus on offense in the draft, I would guess. Yeah, I can, I can attest to that. The Eagles have done the same thing. They've been, <clears throat> they've been signing secondary guys left and right. I mean, we got uh, Darius Slay, Will Parks. Um, oh, gosh, felt like we got another guy, but – uh, yeah, we've we've been bulking up our secondary for sure because uh, I think we were also in that category. We had a terrible pass defense, and they've they've been going after that. Um, what what do you think they need as far as offensive weapons to uh, to really set themselves apart from what they did last year? I think first of all, we have to fix the offensive line. Um, I think we need another good wide receiver besides A.J. Green so that when he's hurt or even when he's healthy, he doesn't get double teamed as much. Um, we probably need a good quarterback. I will say I like our running backs, um, but pretty much the whole offense needs to be fixed. Yeah, that's very true. What's um, a sad forecast? <laughs> well, we need to start from scratch. <laughs> but I hate to say that, but other than Joe Mixon, I think we do. Yeah, he's he really is like one of the only truly good things about that offense other than A.J. Green when he's healthy. Um, John Ross, he he got drafted, what, in 2017? Yep. Has he been any good for y'all? He's been hurt so much, it's hard to say. Oof. He's only played in a couple games. Ugh. You hate to see that because anybody that doesn't know, John Ross – set the new record for best 40 time at the combine with what, like a four, two, two or something like that. Right. Yeah. It was, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Something crazy. If he could be healthy. That would be amazing for our offense. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's so fast. He's, he would be so good. I feel like, I don't know. I'd never really watched him in Washington, but he was, y'all took him at what, like number 10 or something. Oh yeah. We took him real high. I believe it was number 10 or, or somewhere around in there. Yeah, it's crazy high. And and the fact that he hasn't really done anything since then is – I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, he's been injured. But, yeah, that kind of sucks that he hasn't really produced for y'all. Um, but, I don't know, are there really any 
good linemen in the draft? Do y'all know? I haven't really seen much I, about it. You know, I need to really like step up my game on like the draft projections and stuff. I haven't. It's, honestly, for me, it's been hard to like even. It's like sports is so much taken out of our life right now that it's even hard to even like think about anything else happening. I don't know. It's just weird for me. It's a weird time. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to put that into words, but I mean, you know, like I have a, I, this is the longest streak I've probably ever had with like not turning on ESPN because why would you do it? Yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, you know, talking about NFL yeah. free agency and stuff, but like there's only so much you can talk about. There's so much going on. Yeah, I mean, it's there's just no highlights. There's no, there's really no news for any other sports because they're not doing anything. Like it's not a lot of be, them are draft. The draft is not going to be in person. Yeah, it's going to be virtual. Yeah, you know, I saw where what was it like every single NFL owner or gen, or general manager told uh, Roger Goodell that they didn't think it was a good idea to like continue to do the draft, and he was just like, "Meh, nah, we'll still do it." I mean, I, I don't. I think you probably have to from his from his side. I don't like him. But from that side of things, I mean, I think to follow the regular schedule, I think yeah, you probably I mean, have we, to. Yeah, if we plan to get back on, you know, on schedule like before and not miss anything, yeah, you do kind of have yeah. to. You know, otherwise, like, guys can't learn the offense. They can't learn the defense. can't, you know, meet their teammates and develop that chemistry that you would have otherwise. But, I don't know, I just – I don't know. That's that's like a catch twenty two though, because it is it hinders the guys in the in the room that are you know picking the guys like picking the guys they want to draft. I agree because they can't. I mean, I, I guess they can't all be together all at once. Well, I mean, and, it's, you know, whoever gets drafted number one, whether it be Joe Burrow or not, doesn't get to experience the the draft night. I mean, like you know, getting drafted number one, like he doesn't get to experience that. Um, all the pomp and circumstance that like comes around that. And I feel, I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even Whoever, think about that. I mean, that's a, that's a shame. It's a once in a lifetime experience. And, yeah, and like, they're not going to be able to walk across the stage, shake the commissioner's hand and be like, yeah, I'm the number one pick or, you know, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, like I, I got I, drafted in this round. It's, I can't imagine putting all that work in and then not being able to get to live in that limelight. Like that's just, that's a shame. Oh man. Yeah. I, I did not even think about that. That's, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, now I I really feel for them. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do wish they could postpone it because it is obviously much more entertaining when oh, it's yeah. not done from, you know, from home or whatever. It's not done virtually. I feel like but, it's not going to have the energy it's supposed to have. Well, I guarantee you know, it. You're not going to have, like, the cheering crowds and all that stuff to go with it. Yeah. And it's not going to have the moments, like, I talk about Pat McAfee all the time because I keep up with him all, a lot, but – um, a couple years ago when the draft was in Tennessee, uh, Pat McAfee, I think he called like the fourth round or something, some some kind of pick. He he did like a guest announcement um, yeah. for the Colts pick. And, I mean, he was just like this huge thing. He like made, made jokes about Tennessee and stuff like that and about not ever having to punt when he was there or whatever because he was a punter. And – I mean, it just made this, like, big thing. It was, like, a memorable thing. And with this, you're not going to have that because it's just going to be, you know, 
Goodell sitting in his oh. desk or whatever saying, like, congrats to this person on this. being this pick yeah. for, you know, 100, 200, however many picks they have. So, I don't know. Yeah, I – that's oh, that is that's such a that sucks so bad mm-hmm. for all the players. I I feel so bad for them now. Thanks for bringing that up. Sure. <laughs> oh man. Well, Charles, what uh, what do you think the Bengals need to do moving forward in free agency if they're going to do if they're going to make any more moves? Do you think they should make any more moves, or do you think they've done enough, or or what do you, what what are your thoughts on that? I would be surprised if they make many more moves because they're not known for spending a lot of money and they already have spent a good amount of money. Um, if you were going to do something, I would probably go offensive line. But uh, we could do that in the draft as well. So That's true. Um, where do O-linemen usually go, like the good ones? Do they go like second or third round? I mean, they'll go first round if they're good enough. That's There's true. several that are projected to go in the first round. Yeah, I remember – I know uh, the Eagles got Lane Johnson in the first round. So – and he's been a stud. He's great. I love him. Big bald guy. But, yeah, that's uh, that's cool, though. Yeah, I, I – I, like I said, I don't I don't really know what they've been doing in free agency. I don't really keep up with the Bengals. But, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good take. And, yeah, I do know the Bengals, they're – they do not spend much money. They – they don't really make very many moves. I mean, it took them, what, 16 years to fire Marvin Lewis? Despite so. never winning a playoff game. I can't believe he <laughs> yeah. lasted 16 years without winning a playoff game. And he was – I mean, he they only went to the playoffs a few times too, right? They went – well, they went like eight or ten times, I think, which, you know, really isn't that good if you've been there 16 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, that's, he went to the playoffs a lot because he coached forever, but he didn't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is easy if you've been there for a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, that's that's just not very good. I, I am glad that they got rid of him because I was tired of seeing you uh, live in despair whenever they would be bad every season. But, I mean, they were there were some good – there were some seasons they were really good. I mean, they were like a top ten, top five team. They have what, like eleven or twelve wins, and then the next season they would just—it would be total opposite. They'd have like four wins, just go yeah. right back down the drain. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough when you win twelve games and then go choke in the playoffs against some nine, ten win team. That's got to be such a morale like destroyer because you you have such a good season and you're the favored team, and then you go and just blow it. Oh, I'd I'd hate that. I would absolutely hate that. But Charles, you're also big NASCAR fan. Obviously, NASCAR is not holding races right now. They're doing the whole uh, I racing or E racing or however, whatever it's called. I I'll be honest. I'm not a NASCAR person. Uh, the extent of NASCAR that I know of is what I asked from about to Charles. I'd come to church every Sunday, be like, Charles, where's uh where's the race today? He'd tell me. Uh, that's, that's all I would know. I'd ask him who won. I'd give him a, project, a prediction. And I think a few – like, a, it was a long time ago. I think I guessed it right one time, right? And then after that, I just thought I was I was the stuff. I mean, I'm sure you guessed it right one time because you asked me every Sunday for like five or six years, so you're bound <laughs> to get one of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think most of the time I would just answer the same person, right? Yeah, Probably. 
uh, those were uh, those are good times. I'd ask you what you thought, and then I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I think this too. And I had zero credibility. Um, but yeah, Charles, what do you think of this whole what what is it? I racing is that what it's called? Yeah, it's I racing. Yep. What What do you think about that? Do you think it's it's cool? Do you think it's gonna shake it up a little bit? I, I kind of have some thoughts of it. Um, obviously not, you know, credible thoughts, but what, what do you, what do you think about it? I think it's cool that they're at least able to do something to entertain us because there's literally nothing else on TV right now. I will say I racing is not the same as legitimate racing, but I agree, you know, but it, I've enjoyed it. No, I say, I agree. I think it's, it's entertaining. I mean, there's nothing else to do. I mean, no other sports are like doing anything like this. So, I mean, I think what they call it E-NASCAR. I mean, and they're, you know, they're racing at the actual track that it's at for the week. And, I mean, you know, you got some real drivers there, a good mixture of people, I think, racing. I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty, it's definitely, I mean, you know, now since Fox has a TV contract, they're, they're bringing their own announcers in, you know, to, to announce. So I, I think it's really cool. I, I think it's actually a pretty neat concept in this crazy time. Yeah, I, I do too. I have a, I have a, a, probably an obscure thought. So, Timmy Hill, this guy that really nobody knows about, um, races on, like, the top NASCAR circuit, right? Yes, he does. Okay, but he's not very good. It's it's not that he's not very good. The problem in NASCAR is you're only as good as your car is, and the team yeah. he drives for has basically no money. Yeah. So yes. the car is terrible. Yes. Like, they race on used tires. They don't even get new tires for the weekend. That's how bad they are. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, okay, yeah. So, Timmy Hill does not have good equipment, does not have a good car. But in the iRacing, he won, like, the first race or the second race or something like that? The second race, yeah. Yeah, he's been, like, tearing it up. Um, Charles, do you think that the iRacing is going to – like, the different outcomes in iRacing is going to lead to – um, things changing up in the actual racing as far uh, as like sponsorships or how drivers perform or anything like that? I don't think it'll change much. I think it might open some people's eyes to some of these drivers that drive for lesser uh, teams yeah. that now in iRacing where they have the same equipment, they can beat some of the better drivers. So maybe that'll open some owner's eyes up to maybe wanting to pick them up in free agency. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. You know, because if you know they put you put them on a level playing field, and these guys that don't have good cars are just kicking butt against the guys that are supposedly the best. I put that in air quotes. You know, you would. I would think maybe teams would want to pick those guys up, or you know, sponsors would want to sponsor those guys instead of the other guys, or you know, something like that and kind of shake up NASCAR in, you know, in a way. Um, I don't know. That was, that was just a crazy thought I had. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is e-racing. It's not, you know, real racing, but I do think it shows what those guys could do if they got a fair opportunity. Yeah. I think that would be really, I think that would be really entertaining to see just, you know, if they were on a level playing field in, in a real car, how they could do. I don't know. I I kind of hope that that happens cuz that would be really cool. I think that would be I think that would be really cool for, you know, 
guys that aren't well known but are actually good right. racers to get those sponsorships and get good cars and get good stuff and actually be able to succeed because I think it's that's just that's so unfair when you you're literally being held back by yeah. something you can't control. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that just that sucks so bad. I don't know. I hate that. But Charles, are you enjoying the iRacing though? I am. I mean, it's it's definitely the best thing on TV right now, and it's, it's entertaining. I mean, it really is. You know, the thing about iRacing is guys will take chances in a video game that they wouldn't take in real life. Agreed. And I think it's like, um, I mean, it's actually pretty incredible. The quality is so good that it's, I mean, you know, it's almost, I mean, it's, you can tell it's not a real race, but it's pretty like, it's almost like watching a real race. It's actually, it's kind of crazy, honestly. Oh, yeah. The clips that I see on the news, yeah, it's, I – It's pretty crazy. Yeah, they'll, they'll show, like, all the cars, like, yeah. racing by like they would, like, on a normal camera in real life. And I have to look so close because it oh, looks yeah. so real. Like, the cars yeah. look so real. The track looks so real. It's it is it's pretty crazy to watch. No, I agree. But I think that's uh I think that's really cool though. Um so up next before we get to our question time, I'm gonna give my my crazy what ifs for the NFL. Um and I'm gonna get Chase and Charles's reactions. So the first one Chase, I know you've heard this one. I've talked about it on the podcast. Charles, I'm not sure. If you if you listen to the podcast, you probably heard it. But um, my first one, so as we all know, Bengals have the number one draft pick. Uh, what if, since Tom Brady is gone, crazy what if the Patriots trade an absurd amount of picks and maybe even some players for the number one pick from the Bengals Draft Joe Burrow. It's now Belichick and Burrow and Foxborough. And then they the Patriots dynasty lives on for another 20 years. I don't think the Patriots have enough picks to do that. I agree. But if they did. But well, I mean they could they could trade next year's picks. True. They wouldn't yeah. have they wouldn't hold the same value, I don't think. But um yeah, like I said, picks and players, I I think it'd be possible. It wouldn't be ideal, but it'd be possible. It would be, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't uh, – I guess everybody would hate Joe Burrow then. I mean, yeah, they bro. all hated Tom Brady while he was up there. So That's the truth. That's, that is very true. I don't know. I think that would be a really interesting pairing, Joe Burrow and Bill Belichick. Although it would be it, – it would probably expose him a little bit because – like we said before, he was surrounded by great receivers in college at LSU. And everybody knows Patriots receiving core is not that great. You have Julian Edelman, and that is it. <laughs> so I think it would expose him a little bit, especially him being a rookie if he got the start. Probably would get the start, I would, I would think. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just think that would be a crazy, crazy thing to happen. Um, Probably not going to happen, but I don't know. That's just just one of my just one of my things. But I also have another what if from uh, my good friend Nick, who I used to play frisbee with. He graduated, and then I just quit playing frisbee. Uh, but well, he actually he actually he had a a couple what ifs. Um, the first one, if I can find it, uh, the first one. What if the Patriots don't draft a quarterback but get some good 
other players. So, you know, maybe like receivers or uh, stuff like that. Um, get some good players to build around Belichick, uh, like they always do. They tank, so absolutely do terrible. Get the number one pick next year and get Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I like I that. I, I don't, I don't think they'll the tank. Oh, go ahead. No, I, don't, I just don't think they'll tank. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I, I can't imagine the Patriots losing 14 games next year. Yeah, neither. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, it is a – like I said, it's crazy what if. Um, it's – yeah, I can't, I can't see Belichick losing games on purpose because – no, I can't. He, seems so, he just seems too competitive to do He's that. He's a winner, yeah. He's not going to do that. Yeah, plus two decades of not having a single losing season. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think he'd, he'd give that up just to get a number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence. But, um, yeah, I think I think all the picks for, uh, for Burrow would be a more viable option, something that he would rather go for. Yeah. But I don't know. But, I mean, if they – I could definitely see them picking up a bunch of players to to build the team and, you know, make it a little easier instead of getting a quarterback. But, yeah, totally tanking. I, I don't really see that happening. But another – the other what if that Nick sent me, uh, what if Joe refuses – Joe Burrow, what if Joe Burrow refuses to play for the Bengals just like Eli Manning did when he got drafted by the Chargers – all those years ago, and the tra- and the Patriots get him for what he said, some crap pieces. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> if you remember, Carson Palmer refused to play for us after a while, so that's true. It's possible. <laughs> that is true, and I mean there have been reports that Joe Burrow isn't really thrilled to be going to Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of said those aren't true, but uh, they might be true. You know, you never know. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I I think it would be Definitely a very interesting move. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty crazy. But that is uh, that is all we have for all of our topics. Uh, we're going to get into some questions here. And, Charles, uh, you've listened to the pod, so you you know that, you know, you are welcome to answer these questions. Best part of the uh, podcast. What did you say, Chase? Best part of the podcast. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, you think my insightfulness uh, about sports is not, not good? We'll talk about that after the episode. Oh, yes. Okay, whatever. Well, <laughs> screw you. So, no, um, so Casey asks – Top three NFL players and why? So, Charles, do you want to go first on this one? That's an interesting question. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes has got to be up there right now. Um, I could put Brady up there, although you know he's not going to be there long. I don't think. I don't know who the third one would be. Well, I think she meant like top three favorites. Oh, top three most popular. I think – I don't really know what she meant by this. I took it as, like, your favorite – like, your three favorite players, like, your personal favorite players. 
I'm I'm gonna go for me personal favorite. Like I actually like I gotta get some flack for this, but I actually like Tom Brady. I mean, you can't help but respect. No, I mean, because he's such a good football player. Like, I, I respect, like, my thing with football is I'm not the biggest NFL fan. So, I, I like the people that are, like, good people and the people that are, like, great, great players. And, like, Brady is the epitome of that. So, Brady. Um, Greg Olson will be my number two. Mr. Reliable. Yeah, I mean, he is, 100%. And then, um, I don't know, my third one, that's that's tough. Um I'm going to go way back and go with – I know he doesn't play now, but, I mean, Terry Bradshaw. I love Terry Bradshaw. I've always, like, respected that dude. And he was a great football player, too, so. He's a real cool dude. I, I do like to listen to him on Fox. He's he's cool. Yeah. Charles, what are uh, – That's my three. Charles, what about your top three? What do you think? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I would say J.J. Watt would be one. Oh, yeah. uh, love that man. Yeah. Just, he plays so hard. What'd you say, Troll? JJ Watt plays so hard. I really like that. And uh, yeah. he's very involved in the community down there too. Yeah. Um Boy, I don't know. Being a Bengals fan, it's tough to have a lot of favorite players right now. <laughs> I probably have more that I want to get rid of. Yeah, that's that's um, the that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can easily tell you my top three least favorite players. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Oh, man. You got oh. another two, or uh, you just going to stick with JJ? I'm going to stick with JJ. We'll see. Ask me that after the season. We'll see what yeah. I say. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We'll have you on for episode, like, 4,000 or something like that, however many we have by then. Um, I'd have to say, let's see, my top three favorites, Malcolm Jenkins – Love that guy. He, like you said, you were talking about J.J. Watt doing a lot. Um, Malcolm Jenkins does a lot for – or he did a lot for the community in Philadelphia when he was there. He was just a great guy. He plays hard every single play. I mean, you just – you can't ask for yeah. much else. I mean, he, he played for 100% of the defensive snaps in uh, 2019 and 2018. So, I mean, that's, that's unheard of for anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Brian Dawkins, that was probably my first favorite player ever. Uh, also a safety for the Eagles since, you know, has since retired. But love that dude, Weapon X for the Eagles. Um, cannot say enough about him. He's just so good. One of my favorite players. And third, I'd probably have to say Drew Brees. I've always loved and admired Drew Brees. Um, he's just setting records left and right. He's got, what, touchdowns, yards, completions. I don't know about completions, but I mean, he's just setting records so just left and right. And the fact that he was not on the NFL 100 list is kind of ridiculous, I will say. But, yeah, I, I love love Drew Brees. So, um, so on to the next question. Uh Really, we didn't really have that many questions this week. Uh, Jason Hutchins asked us, when are we going to get Connor on here and get rid of Matthew? Um, I guess this episode, Jason, so you're welcome. Yeah, yeah um, I guess we'll get and, Connor on here soon. Yeah, and Chase had a question from Nathaniel that I believe you have pulled up, yes? 
No, I did. We're gonna wait. That's a, we'll wait on that till we get Matthew back on here because it's a stock question. I think Matthew's probably a better uh, better answer of that question than myself. You uh, can everyone ask Nathaniel's other question though. Oh yeah, so Nathaniel did ask another question. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be like the only one to be able no, to. I got an answer. I got an answer. Oh, do you? Okay, okay. Uh, so Nathaniel Chase's uncle asked, "Our f- which which WrestleMania is the best in our opinion?" Um, Chase, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to – just to please Nathaniel, truly. Um, but it's actually – I've watched a lot. He makes me watch this crap all the time. So I have to say that I, like, it is actually a pretty good one. I'm going to go with WrestleMania three. Um, it was at the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan, and um, Hulk Hogan defeated Andre the Giant in the title match. Where the slam and, happened. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, also that's actually – like I mean, the 80s like wrestling like that was pretty good. So uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with that one. That's a, I think that's a, probably a solid answer for me. And Nathaniel will appreciate that. So, Charles, uh, you you don't really watch wrestling, so do you? Do you want to just like throw a number out there? There's there's been I think 37. Or 32. <laughs> All right, I'll pick a number and say uh, 28. Ah, uh, yes, that was a. Uh, I don't remember what happened with that one, but I think that might have been one of the. Uh, yeah, that was one. I think that was the second WrestleMania that The Rock and John Cena wrestled. So uh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was a good event. The um, Cowboys Stadium a few years ago. Pretty good. Yeah, that was good. That was a good. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones that I was going to mention. Was thirty two was really good. That was the first WrestleMania I watched all the way through. Um, that was actually the first time I'd watched wrestling in probably five years yeah, or something. Because yeah, we we went to um, to Monday Night Raw that year before WrestleMania. No, it was yeah. after. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Anyway, well, I was. was like, like, after. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because I was like trying to get into it, kind of for that. So we, we, me and you, watched the whole thing. It actually, was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That that WrestleMania. Oh, the women stole the show. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. That was a good oh, one. Oh man, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. They. Yeah. Crazy. Charlotte did a moonsault off of the top rope onto the outside of the ring. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, the opening match was really good, but. I liked that one. WrestleMania 25. It was it was good because that was the one I got to see Jeff Hardy um, wrestle in. That was really good. Oh no, who am I thinking? What am I? I mean, what am I thinking? 33. Probably my favorite as far as uh, like nostalgia because I was sitting in my dorm room watching WrestleMania on my computer. And the Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy, my favorite wrestler of all time, um, had been out of WWE for eight years, almost nine. Um, or maybe almost eight. I don't know. But out, out for a long time. Yeah. And Jeff and Matt Hardy made a surprise return for to win the tag team championships in a triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania 33. And that was probably the greatest moment of – I don't, know. I don't know. That was probably my favorite moment. I almost cried. And for anybody that doesn't know me, I don't cry very often. It takes a lot. Um, I was – oh, the tears were almost flowing there. Um, so, I was I was so happy. That just made me so, so happy. I loved it, every second of it. Um, but as far as favorites, that, that's probably my favorite just because that happened. But also WrestleMania – Oh gosh, what was it? Sixteen? Yeah, in two thousand, 
um, the first triangle ladder match with the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys um, set up TLC match and they just made history. They stole the show and it was, and it was amazing. Loved everything about it. Uh, but yeah, so WrestleMania 16, favorite match. And then WrestleMania 33 would be my favorite by far. So. Good answers. Good answers. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, Charles, we sure do appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I hope to have you on again uh, sometime soon. But let's uh, give it a round of applause for my good friend Charles. Thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate it. It was Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charles, for being on. We love um, people for an hour on here. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, listen at home. If you guys want to keep up with Hell Yeah Brother on social media, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the HYB Pod and on Instagram at HYB Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chase Parks 24. And you can follow me at Chase Cross 98 on both of those. Thanks again, guys, for joining us this evening. And we will see you on our next episode here in a few days. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Hey,